0: Good morning, everybody. He is risen. We're going to try that one more time. I grew up Southern Baptist, so if you don't get it, the first one, we just keep doing it until it's right. So he is risen. There it is. Happy Easter, everybody. We're so glad you're here with us. If you're new, welcome. We hope that you grabbed a welcome gift from us. If you didn't, we would love to give you one. Go see our welcome team during meet and greet. But um, one... I already said this, but happy Easter. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to celebrate Jesus. So if you would, go ahead and stand with me. We are going to read through our lectionary passage this morning from Psalm 118 again. It's a good one. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Amen. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So Jesus, we thank you, God. what today means, not just for today, but for the rest of the year, for the rest of eternity. The cross has the final word, and we thank you for that this morning. Holy Spirit, we invite you in today to move however you want in this service. We submit our hearts to you, we submit our agenda back to you, and over everything else today, Jesus, we want you to be present here with us. Open our eyes to see you moving in our body today. Holy Spirit, we invite you in, and all God's people said, Let's worship.
1: In just a moment, we are going to read the breastplate prayer over us. And if you don't know, the breastplate prayer was um, written by St. Patrick. And if you don't know much about St. Saint Patrick, St. Saint Patrick was kidnapped from England, was a slave in Ireland, and he ended up escaping. And then God called him back to Ireland to be a missionary. And this prayer was written shortly before the King of Ireland would end up coming to know God and the country would begin to turn towards the heart of God. It's beautiful and it's powerful and it's full of faith. And it was written for himself and it was written for the believers then and it is written for us now.
2: I arise today through a mighty strength the invocation of the trinity through the belief in the threeness through the confession of the oneness of the creator of creation
1: i arise today through the strength of christ's birth with his baptism through the strength of his crucifixion and his burial through the strength of his resurrection and his ascension through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom
2: I arise today through the strength of the love of the cherubim, in obedience of angels, in the service of archangels, in the hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of patriarchs, in the predictions of prophets, in the preaching of apostles, in the faith of confessors, in the innocence of holy virgins, in the deeds of righteous men.
1: I rise today through the strength of heaven, light of the sun, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of the sea, stability of the earth, firmness of rock.
2: I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me. God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me from snares of devils, from temptation of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and near
1: summon today all these powers between me and evil against every cruel and merciless power that oppresses my body and soul against incantations of false prophets against black laws of pagandum against false laws of heretics against craft of idolatry against spells of witches and smiths and wizards against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul Christ to shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that reward may come to me in abundance.
2: Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit. Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me.
1: I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity through belief in the threeness, through the confession of the oneness of the creator of creation.
3: Let's just see where we're at. He is risen. He is risen in Okay. All right. Is that the first time we've done that today? No. That's what I thought. Twice. So, three. Good things come in threes. So, all right. Welcome. I'm Josh. I happen to be the pastor. Most of you know that. Um, it's Easter. So, that's fantastic. Easter Sunday is now. And you just heard a little bit ago that we've been doing prayer week all week. And so, if you haven't experienced that, it truly is, I think, one of the best ways to step into the story of the gospel, specifically the stations of the cross, but it also kind of helps orient you to more than you're used to hearing from uh, churches, I think. And so, I think our people who were creative did a great job with it. You can give it up for them. it was so good if you just have a word or a thing that jumped out to you if you witnessed it i would love it if you just shared what you liked about it. that's so uncomfortable for some of you but for some of you're like i've been waiting for this my whole life like ever since i was born this is my moment so if that's you i would love for you to share that with us now anyone can restful. it was restful amen to that Friends. presence Presence as in, like, the presence of a person, or presence like you were. Gotcha. (laughs) I agree. Who else? Symbolic. Symbolic. Amen. Holy. Holy. That's good. That's great. Illuminating. I was really encouraged by how many people from our community that aren't part of our body came and were moved by us. Yeah, I'll echo it's incredible how many people outside of it's it was unreal sometimes it was overwhelming um having 40 to 50 people here at a time which was unbelievable really and some of that was due to um our herald for prayer week julie stokes thank you but if you had if you had any hand in organizing or helping with any of the stations for prayer week would you please stand really quick Also, Olivia stood for just a quick second. Oh, there she is. She just up and down. That was good. So, I love it because it helps us step into the story and it makes it more real long term. And I think if you think about Christianity, it's very momentary for many people. Easter Sunday is an example of that. I personally am going to be honest with you about Easter Sunday for me. While I love it, historically, what it represents. To me, it's hard to put into one day what's experienced in a life. So with Christianity for me, what I love about it is we get to take on the life of Christ, and we get to bear witness to that, and we live into that. And on Easter, we share as much as we can about that in a moment. There's nothing bad about that, but it's not a full picture of all of it, right? So for me, if I'm honest with you, I struggle with a little bit of trepidation and a little bit of pressure to be something that I'm not on these kinds of moments. To say something super interesting or add to the story to give it a little bling to make you think, oh my gosh, I'd like to follow Jesus. I think that's what I want to have you think. Maybe I also want to just make you think I'm impressive because I think there's a little bit of narcissism in all of it, right? But can we trust the story of the gospel to do what the gospel story should do? That's why, that's what I want to see happen with the gospel. I know he brings people that share through story and testimony. We, We bear witness to Jesus and we shine light on that for the people of this world. But I know for most people, as they come in on a Sunday morning, we have kind of added some things to it. When you, Most people think about Easter. I mean, I literally walked outside, there's, there's a helicopter over my so I thought we were being attacked. We were just being attacked by eggs. There was just eggs flying out of a helicopter all over Smyrna, just dropping eggs. Maybe on kids. I don't know. They probably thought through that. There's a lot of kids. We've added so much to the really good things about this, the story of the gospel. And I'm not saying that's terrible. I get it. But what if the resurrection of Jesus and the birth of Jesus are enough of a story, right? It's not bad that we are going to have an Easter egg hunt. I love that when I, Nava, I'm going to brag on, sort of, yesterday she was like, listen, Easter's like my favorite holiday outside of Christmas. And I was like, that's, that's deep. And she was like, because of all that candy we get. I was like... It's less deep now, but, but that's true and transparent, and we're working on that. But I, I feel the same pressure on a day like today to add a little bit to it, to make it maybe more than it is, because honestly, behind that is probably this idea that I can do more than the gospel can, and that's not the truth. None of us can do more than the gospel can, but we can all bear witness to what we've experienced of the gospel, And if we do that, to the truth of what our experience is, centered on Jesus, I believe Jesus has enough of a framework to fit it all together for the people in our lives. It's not my job to save all of you today. I've prayed for many of you for salvation for a long time. But it's not my job to make you accept. It's not my job to prove Jesus to you even. That's not the point of Easter Sunday or even church or Bearing witness to Christ. I don't know if you remember, but in the story last week, Palm Sunday, Jesus rode in on a donkey and made this big proclamation in a prophetic manner, I'm coming, I'm coming differently than you think. And throughout this week, up until today, he basically disappointed every single person that followed him. To the point where today, as he actually makes his big moment, there's no celebration, people don't even know. It's this quiet, that's one of the most fascinating things about the gospel to me. It's one of the quietest days ever. It's the most important thing that's ever happened. It's a quiet, everything changed. And I imagine the people in the story, the first Easter Sunday, they're not gathering to celebrate. They're literally thinking, where the heck is Jesus? Some of them are thinking, well, he's dead, so let's go tend to the body. Some are thinking, I've been disappointed. Some are now working on what it looks like to do life without Jesus. Some of them are are trying to figure out why some of these things are happening. I hate how much that echoes to what's happening in our world right now, that there are people on the other side of the world today on Easter Sunday celebrating this Easter under bomb threat, right? There are people that are losing their lives right now. And and we mourn that and we pray for that and we ask questions like, how is that even possible? That that can be happening right now. We're partnered with Good News Church who's literally driving into areas, rescuing people, bringing them out and hoping to feed them with the things that we're sending. We were able to purchase them a vehicle to go do that because the vehicle didn't need to break down because that would put everyone in danger. That's happening right now. It's still Easter Sunday. I imagine some over there are celebrating Jesus in the midst of it, which is not our world, right? How do we make sense of it? How do, we, how do we see that Jesus has a plan for what's happening in the Ukraine and in Russia or what's happening all over the world right now? How do we broaden our scope? Somebody said good preaching is... And this is not the kind of statement I want to make before I preach. Because the truth about my preaching is typically, like I said earlier, there's a lot of selfishness in it, even if I make it look like there's not. I fight through that, and I would love to be interesting. I'd love to be smart. But somebody said that good preaching is the ability to take a passage of Scripture, not add to it, but through the power of the Spirit, extract the Word for that group of people for that day. That assumes a lot on a text. A couple of things that I think it assumes. This is not a dead reading. This is not his- history. History is just not enough, right? History is not enough to just look into what Jesus did and think, that was a good man, right? As the women arrive at the tomb, as you'll hear in a minute, thinking, we'll just, we'll just tend to this body because he means a lot. It's not enough to look at a text, which is upside down, because I want you to read it. <laughs> We're good now. We're good. But what, what, in, what if when you read the text, you're actually entering a living, breathing conversation with a living, breathing creator who is the Logos, the living word of God, and you're actually able to experience the presence of the living God? That's very different than talking about a Jesus who died. Because I kind of think as we start this reading many of us are still looking at our faith like we're looking into a casket. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with honoring those that have gone before us. And as I see pictures of my grandparents who have passed, even some recently, I think about how they impacted our lives and the time we spent with them. But it's very different when we look at Jesus. We don't look at him as if he's still in a casket honoring his memory We look at the gospel and the story of the gospel and the people of God as if we're looking into a dinner party. It's very different. It's an invitation into a living experience with the presence of God. So, as I read this today, I want you to have an open mind and heart to be able to experience this story not like you've experienced it every time before. Not waiting on me to say something powerful, but believing that this is living. And that there's a word in this for you today. And so if you'll open your Bibles with me, Luke 24, 1 through 12. This passage is being read all over the world today. So that should be encouraging that millions of people are reading this together. All over the world. It says this. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. If you'll pray with me. Jesus, thank you for your living word. That It's literally a doorway into an experience with a personal touch from you. And I thank you for this today. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, just to recap, some women hear about what happens. They go, they get there, they see the stone rolled away, they're shook. Literally, to the point where they're overwhelmed. Two figures in white clothing say to them, Why are you guys looking for the living among the dead? They could have been like, Well, why are you guys here looking for the living among the dead? It could have been like this thing. That's a sidetrack. But it's interesting to me. Well, what are y'all doing here? Are you just here for us? Like, what are you here for? Their faces go to the ground. They leave. They go back and they tell 11 people. And 10 of the 11 people feel like it's an idle tale that's too extravagant to be true. And one of them, Peter, of course, experiences it as something he needs to see. He takes off. He goes and looks in, he looks in the tomb. He sees the clothes. He then goes away. He's also shook. These are not accurate wordings for this. He is perplexed. He is very interested. And he goes away. Over the next few weeks, you hear the stories of Jesus interacting with people and coming and being with people. And then over the next few years, you have the stories of... Please stay with me on this. You have the stories of the gospel being passed around from people to people by people, not written yet. I don't know if many of you know how long these just circulated before they were actually written in the gospels. So testimony from people, not proving... Jesus, but sharing what their experience was with him was passed from people to people to people, 40, 50, 60 years. All of a sudden, these four guys decide, we've got to put this to paper. So they take the collection of these stories. They get the stories down. They broaden the scope of the stories now. Again, not a proving ground, but a sharing ground. They share the stories in the text. Travels how many hundreds of years it's here with us. It's traveled almost 2,000 years. Now we're here with the story. We're the testifiers. We're the ones with testimony. We're the ones told to share the gospel, not to prove it. You're not going to prove it, right? Especially if somebody doesn't want to hear it, you're not going to be like, but no. But he's like the wind, and you don't see the wind. They're like, I I don't care about that. Yeah. Jesus is not asking us to prove. He's asking us to bear witness. If we bear witness of Jesus, then people open their minds. And then you also trust the work of the spirit outside of your solo piece which might be a puzzle piece. Yeah. This is what I love about the gospel is we're invited but we're not the center of the story. Our churches are invited, but our churches are not the center of the story. They're breeding grounds for story. They're like puzzling boards. In this framework where the spirit's putting all these things together where nothing is wasted And we get to play a part in that. The Spirit bears witness on so many levels. Jesus is at work. People don't usually understand. And then people give the story a chance. This text offers three parts that I want to just quickly share with you that all come together when any person in the text usually says, I believe he is risen, but not because they were told by their parents to say, you believe he is risen, but that they have come to a space where they're like, no, I attest to this is my story now. I believe he is risen. This is my belief. There's three things that happen. Number one, there is an experience with the story that makes them wonder. It's not enough yet. It can look like two beings talking to you. It can look like a gravestone rolled away. It can look like uh, hearing from four crazy women a story about Jesus and not believing it yet. It can look like your grandmother singing to you when you were asleep when you were a kid, and then all of a sudden you felt a presence of peace. It can look like you experiencing something that does not make sense, other than Jesus might have done that. It can look like a lot of things. But in each story, in each person, they experience something that makes them go, wait a second, it's still not enough. The 11 said this is an idle tale. Wasn't enough yet. It was good, though. What Jesus did was good already, right? Can we agree that when Jesus rose from the dead, that was already pretty good? But he also understands the people on this earth and that we're not just gonna be like, we sign off on that right now. Too much of us are selling things and building pyramid schemes. We're all like, no, that's not right. I'm not going that doesn't mean I'm gonna be healthy if I drink that for six weeks. <laughs> we're all a little bit cautious. So he doesn't just give us a, an experience, but I want you to just recognize if you've had one, I've had many, I could share with you many experiences where Jesus has been real to me. So many good experiences. That wouldn't be enough for you, but they build a framework for me. The second thing is there's a history. And in this text, we hear, no, here's your experience, but don't you remember what Jesus said to you? This right here, this is too good to be true. And then they say, oh my gosh, you're right. He actually said all of this. So this means that even when you speak a word of truth to someone that is not interested in it at all, doesn't understand it, that Jesus has the power through the Spirit to collect those things and bring them to fruition at a different time. So when we bear witness to Christ, even if somebody's like, you shut your face. Even if somebody's like, I don't care what you're saying. I'm not interested at all. Jesus has the power when that experience is blended with the history of connection with Jesus to say, I'll bring these things back now. Don't you remember when Jesus actually spoke with you and said, This will happen? Don't you remember when that person or that service or that scripture you were reading bore bear witness to your spirit about something about Jesus? An experience would happen, a history with Jesus. And I'll say this about this next step to get to belief it's not just hearsay, All right? Nobody's out saving souls for Jesus based on someone else's story. It's, that does not work. I tried to sell lights for a friend of mine for a time and I pretended for a little bit like I knew what I was talking about and some dude grilled me so quickly. He was like, how many lumens is that? I was like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's the truth because lumens, there's lots of them. He was like, I'm not buying from you. I was like, it makes sense. makes a lot of sense. Nobody's, nobody's taking on the life of Christ Based on your parents' story. And so I would just say, relief, relieve yourself from the pressure of doing that and just give yourself an opportunity to try and allow Jesus to collect the pieces of your life for you so that it can become your story. Because if it becomes your story, it's not a goal. You're not trying to get people, you're bearing witness to what you know, right? I always talk about a Snickers. I don't know why. Somebody tells me how good a Snickers is and they've eaten it, I'm going to believe them. But if not, what are you even talking about, dude? Calm down. Jesus is there for us to taste and see it. He is good. We have an experience with him. We have a history with him. And even with us right now, well, people say, I had a friend actually post this week: imagine being actually witnessed to by Jesus himself, drawing you to Jesus. And I thought for a minute, that's clever, but that's actually what happens when we, the body of Christ, bear witness for him. We are Jesus to this world. We are thin spaces, we are prayer to this world. We are entryways to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our presence alone, without our clever humor or our theological words, just our presence as followers of the risen Christ that we have placed trust in, he does the rest. Are we handing the ability to our children to look into caskets or to look into dinner parties? Because one of those is about you experiencing the risen Jesus for yourself. And one of those is about a historical figure that did some good stuff. Today, for a lot of people, is about honoring Jesus because he did some good stuff. For the family of God, it's about celebrating what he started. (laughs) Because it starts after Easter. Now it's time to walk. It's like we're going with him. He leaves, sends the Spirit. I've given you power. Go about all the earth. Baptize people in the name of the Father, Son. Go do this. Build this church. Build the kingdom. The church is thriving across the world. There's too many stories about how terrible the church is doing. And I always have a great conversation with one of my closest friends, Craig. And I kind of have this idea that there's amazing churches all over the world, but you don't typically hear of them because all of the best ones don't want to be like promoting that. They're just humbly living out their service in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of a community, loving people well, and they don't need it to be captured on video. I believe that's happening more than the others happening. I want you to be encouraged that that's happening and know that there are people truly embodying this. There is Jesus entering the world, testifying, bearing witness. Jesus and his people have been so resilient. 2,000 and how many years since he left and how many dumb things have happened since then. There's been gaps of like hundreds of years where I have no idea how it lived. And it got through. And the people of God got through. And there's people all over the world right now bearing witness to Christ. How is this story lasting this long? Because it's fake? No. Because the truth of it has landed in individuals who have then taken it to people and bore witness to what they know. Not something they heard about. That makes me want to give my life to the gospel and Jesus. Because I know that to be with Jesus is the starting point for all of life. And I know that for me to be without him, I would be a mess all day, every day. Every single day. It's literally the only way I have peace. It's where I find joy in his presence with his people. And people are jacked up, and they always will be. But we're formed by Christ and community and we're sent to bear witness to this generation now. And maybe some of you are recognizing that some people in your lives are looking into the casket, they're looking into the tomb. This is always interesting to me. For every believer, there is an anywhere. You don't need a scheme or a plan to go figure out how to like attack the world for Jesus. There's people around your life like looking right into that tomb like, wait a second, what is, what's happening there? They don't get it yet. It's, it's an idle tale, it's extravagant. It's not your job to make them get it. They're just looking in. You're just attentive to the people around you. How do you bear witness for Christ? Compassion, kindness, goodness. How do you not bear badness, anger, Facebook? I'm just using that as a thing now. It's just nothing on there is good, right? Except for the Babylon, all the the news is very real on Facebook, but other than that. (laughs) Other than it just being completely 100% accurate, I think there's some flaws. So what if bearing witnesses all year long with what you've experienced and what if you're not responsible for making it all come together? Jesus is creative. I love it. There's experience. There's a history. And then the last thing is there's exegesis. And for some of you don't know what that is. It's interpretation. It's understanding. There's a point where it becomes understandable and you can extract from those things enough, not all of it, enough to say, I believe. I believe he's risen. And when that happens, you begin to bear the life of Christ and you're invited on a journey with Jesus. This does not alleviate all of the gaps. There will be gaps. There's 100% gonna be gaps, just like in anything. But for a lot of people throughout history, there's been enough to say, I'll place my faith in this and I'll begin to bear witness and live this. And when enough people do that, I believe Jesus becomes present in much broader ways all over the world. So I want to just offer this. I think these three things are also the things that are attacked within our lives. I believe many of us have had an experience leading curiosity You're in this room. I don't know why all of you are in this room. Maybe you're just like, my family invited me and I hope this gets over quick. Some of you are here because why? There's something about it. There's been something of an experience leading to curiosity. I'm not asking you to deconstruct that experience or talk about all the holes in it. I'm just saying, just look at that experience. What was it that might have happened? I believe... Our memories are attacked in this area. I'm not saying by anybody specific, but I've had certain things that have happened to me that I've sat with people that didn't believe it, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe it didn't happen. It did happen. A history with Jesus. He's creatively working in our lives. There are things you can point to that came from Him, that told you about Him, that bear witness to Him. I would just say, give thanks for the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the siblings, the friends, The people that have decided to step in and bear witness, even when they knew it probably was something was at stake, to just say, I love you, I'm here for you if you need anything. These are a history being built so that there's actually a framework. And then there's that exegesis, and maybe you're still there right now, which is just like, what do I make of this? I would ask today that you just create space to be open. Because this gospel traveled through not because they proved it to everyone. But because people became open to the possibility of it, an openness to the gospel. Because each generation gets to testify Jesus is resilient, Jesus is brilliant. And that rhymes so good Jesus is resilient and he's brilliant. He's so many things, he's slow. The pace of Jesus, he's not trying to superspeed it. Like that's us putting that on the gospel. Jesus, he walked. Walk around your city. It's very different. You smell things and hear things. In a car, you're just listening to your music. Right? Jesus, the pace of Jesus, he's slow. He's willing to go for the long game. right? Do we want to be in our generation? This is just a question for you to consider. I, I want to I be someone who, when I talk of Jesus, My kids know I'm talking about a Jesus I'm interacting with because Jesus is alive. I don't necessarily want them to think that I honor Jesus because of what he did, but that was great, and now let's live our lives. My prayer is that You would stop looking where the dead lie and start to look where life life is bursting forth. The Son of Man, the Holy One, is thriving all over the world where life is bursting forth. And your family and your mind and your heart, even right now, the Spirit's power is moving, moving us inviting us, always inviting us, asking us, would you like more than what you've settled for? Because you can continue to carry those caskets around with you, but they're heavy. Would you like more? Would you like to live the life that I've asked and invited you to live? One that is free and other-centered and selfless and can hear And can slow and stop working so hard for something that's not going to pay off. Because life happens after Easter. And our goal here, and my goal anywhere, as I've shared with you, is that I'd like to be a person that opens doors. I'd like to not stand in front of Jesus when I open that door because I've done that before, and it turns out he's better at being Jesus than I am in every way. But I'd love to be a person that was, that's just like, hey, check this out. He'll bear witness to you. But I'd like to be a door holder. I'd like to be someone who opens windows. And I see the power of the Word and the power of community and the power of the Spirit, all the spiritual gifts, all the spiritual fruits, all the people of God being people that are attentive to opening doors to the people around them to say, hey, there's a life that can be lived a very different way. One that is more at peace and steady, who's unhurried, one that gives life. This is what I would like. So after Easter, we're stepping deeper into the life of God because it's not just about Easter. And I'm excited today because one of the first steps that people get to do when they say yes to following Jesus is baptism. And today we're gonna have some baptisms, at least two. Last year we thought we were having a certain amount and then my friend Reese jumped in the pool. Actually, we we did pour over style and he jumped in. It was amazing and there's an opportunity for that today when we baptize the two that we're gonna baptize. We baptize because Jesus did it and he asked us to do it. We baptize because it, it, it shows us how to die with Christ, and as we go under the water, we're buried with Christ, and as we come out, we're new creations created in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And we do it because it's our proclamation. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I want everybody to know. And we know for this community, that meant their life was at stake, and we know that there was a certain flavor to this kind that's not the best words a certain character and quality to each person in this first century when they shared the gospel it was it was believable because there's a character and quality to them it was not like, oh, that's a double-lived life. There were those in every generation. But there was a quality that people were like, no, that's, this person's like ready to die. This person is exuding kindness and love. This person is, is following Jesus. This person, it's, it was easy to see a person and say, oh, that's a follower of Jesus. But they were ready to say, I proclaim my faith and I put my trust in him. And then lastly, it's the the invitation into a new family where you're given a new name, right? Jesus is baptized. You are the beloved. You are the chosen. You are blessed, and your brokenness is even cleansed, and you are given to the world, right? So baptism today, if you would like to be baptized, some of y'all are like, I I would love it, but I didn't dress right, and I get that, but we have some clothes, so there's that. Um, I don't actually know if we have extra clothes. We do have extra clothes, so... So, so yeah, so if you are a person who has kids with you, we feel like one of our gifts to give kids is to not keep them buried in rooms but to let them see the sacraments and to see the celebrations so we would ask that if you have kids you would go get your kids as quickly as possible and bring them back into this room as we get prepared to do a baptism over there so you can go ahead and do that it's going to be awkward we're going to shift camera angle so that we can see that over there. Becca's gonna lead us in a song in the transition, so it's less awkward. All right, so we can get a little more comfortable, and I actually would appreciate it um, if if you're on that side, you can kind of walk over, especially if you're a little bit energetic, because um, I think it's important that we celebrate as people are baptized, So, and you're not gonna be able to see if you're in the back, and especially the kids to come over, that would be great if they could walk over. We'll give you a second to do that. Want to make sure all the kids are in here. Everybody's in here. Is Sarah in here? Sarah Turner, you're in here with yours? Awesome. Give it up for the kids, everyone. All right, so we're going to invite Amanda first. So, Amanda, how long have you been a part of our body? Oh, sorry, hold on. Kara, will you get the, the mic for her? Yep. Mm-hmm. So as they're getting the mic, I just want you to know that over the past year, I have seen um, Amanda become, I would say, faithful, loving, consistent, present, hopeful, a server, humility, um, just just fully jump into the body of Christ the way I would pray anyone would. And it's been an honor to walk with you and see that. And so we're going to ask you some questions. Um, can you actually hold? maybe help on the other side yeah. of her and hold it so I don't... I'd love to do that. <laughs> so just, just first and foremost, Amanda, why is it that you want to be baptized?
0: Um, I would say that I had... St- in, I grew up in church, prayed the prayer, got baptized at eight because that was just kind of the thing that you did. Um, and then went to church camp, did all the things. Um, but my relationship with the Lord started when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been wanting to get baptized since then, but haven't. it hasn't felt right. And then hearing you guys talk about it last year, actually, um, made me want to do it last year, but I had already bought tickets to go fly home and see family. Uh, I remember so, that. So you know, I watched right. it online. Um, but I purposely... Is, stayed here instead of going home to family this Easter so that I could do
3: this. Anything else you want to say? So I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, just for everyone to know too, we do a kind of baptism called the fusion, which is to pour on and we, our network practices that way. And it's been a tradition in the church for a while. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you can say, I do at the end of them. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth?
4: I do.
3: Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his one and only son, who who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, who rose again on the third day and ascended to the right hand of God from which he will come again to judge the living and the dead? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. Awesome. If you'd like to step in. Kneel. And then we've gathered people in her life that have meant something deeply to her to do this. And we'll pour all at once as I express proclamation. Amanda, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You. that's cold water <laughs> you're never going to forget love you Amanda one more cheer super loud we had a so that's okay so you don't have to pretend like
0: you're doing it again
3: in here? Yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> Did anybody else get a picture of this? I got it on video.
3: Got it on video? That's
4: still, that's beautiful.
3: Oh. <laughs> Just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe round two. Round <laughs> two. I want to say thanks to Rachel. Good job, Rachel. All right, so next up, you can come straight here. We have Eli. Eli, I just want to say I'm extremely thankful for how over the past year, I don't know if many of you know this, but during pandemic it was hard for us to have people come in and serve. And Eli's been showing up an hour and a half before everybody and doing all the things. And so he's, he's been a huge gift. There's a sincerity to you, and in your heart, I see it and how you live and how you process things. I see it surface on different occasions. I've seen it surface here at camp. I've seen the love you have for God, and I'm so excited to be able to do this with you because of that. Can you express to everyone why it is that you wanna be baptized today?
5: Are you gonna hold it for me? Oh, thank you. Yeah, just I in was... case, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, Amanda had a similar experience like I did. I got baptized at the age of seven. at. A, I forget which church, I think it was like vintage or Bridge, but I got baptized at a pretty young age and I was like excited and yeah, I was fully into it. I was like, I love Jesus, I wanna walk with him, he is my savior, he is my life. And then I kinda of grew up and I went through a lot of hard things, especially on my own. <laughs> I had my own challenges I had to overcome and my faith was definitely shaken and disturbed. Um, at the age of 17-ish, right before my 18th birthday, I really, well, over summer before my birthday, really, I went to one camp and I really did reconnect. I had a full spiritual like reawakening. I was just like, I wanna do this again. I wanna walk through it with him again. I wanna do my life over again. And here I am getting baptized because I'm ready to declare that I am with him and I accept
3: him, amen. So it was important for him to know while he wants to be baptized again, it wasn't, this wasn't a necessity for his salvation. This was an expression of what was in his heart. And so we wanted to honor that, and we think that's beautiful. So I'm gonna ask you some questions that you can say I do too. Do you believe in God the Father, Almighty maker of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord? I do. I do. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, who rose again on the third day and ascended to the right hand of God, from which he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. Amen. Now, this one's super warm. We've mixed them up. Maybe. I can't remember. Are you good? Okay. (laughs) Eli, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I want to pray over here. All right, I'm going to hug you too. Hi. We're going to let Eli's parents pray over him at this point. Father, we... uh, I'm better at singing in microphone, sorry. Father, we thank you for who you are, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. For all of us, this morning, especially in our firstborn, Eli. Just thank you that you continue to sing your song over him. And he's turning his ears and he's, he's given his life to you. We just pray that you would be nearer and dearer to him every step that he takes from this moment forward. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So lastly... Is there anyone who would like to participate in baptism on this Easter Sunday? You, sir. Let's do this. Tell us your name and why you would like to be baptized today. I'm David Lana, Jr. I've been coming here over a year since March last year, and I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me, do it again. I was saved at a really young age. I had my my mom with me right over there. and, And I got baptized when I was 13. We used to go to Life
2: Bible Fellowship a long time ago, but... Anyways, I just felt this hunger to step up again.
3: <clears throat> you come pour. Can, you... You can join in the, all right. You can help us pour. So I'm gonna ask you some questions, okay? okay? So these are some, you can I do at the end. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, who rose again on the third day and ascended to the right hand of God from which he will come to judge the living and the dead? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. Amen. You can step in. I'm going to join.
4: You want to do this one,
3: Josh? I'm so glad you're doing this. (laughs) We baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) She said, you want me to finish it? (laughs) She just wants to double down just to make sure. Maybe a couple more. (laughs) A true mother's care. Bless you, brother. Thankful for you. Anyone else, we'll see you in in a year. That's not true. We'll do it right now. Just kidding. We do it whenever you want. We would set it up. I'll do it right now. Next Sunday. All right, if you all stand with me.
0: We're just going to do a little something different. It's Easter. Usually I get up there and I play. This is going to feed back. Sorry. Sorry. It's my bad. We're just going to make music with our voices today. So that means you have to sing loud with me. Amen? Amen. You guys should know this song. We do it every week. And if you don't, it's old so and repetitive. You should catch on quick. You guys ready?
4: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. one more time. Praise God. So praise God from whom all blessings flow. I'm gonna cry. Praise him all creatures. He
1: To close us out a blessing over our city and if you're not from Smyrna take the words and claim it from wherever you're from Um, so if you'll bow your heads with me father we thank you for your grace and goodness may your face continually shine upon us so that your ways may be known in our communities Lord we give you our land our homes our labor in our city look with favor on our community, protect our citizens and leaders and enrich our land so that we may be a blessing to others. We pray that you would be honored and lifted up in our community. Thank you, Lord, for all of our civil servants. Thank you for their hard work and sacrifice. May you continually bless them. May you generously give to each of them wise and discerning hearts to skillfully govern the people in our city. Give the mayor, city leaders, staff, and city council wisdom so that they may solve problems, distinguish right and wrong, and bring order, stability, and prosperity to our community. Give them grace to bring truth, justice, and stability to our region. Give them power to do what is right and to rule in fairness. May our community be known for its justice. Let us be attentive to the cries of the poor. Let us share their burdens and come to their aid. May we treat the poor among us with mutual respect, fairness, and love. Let our love bring them hope, encouragement, and freedom. Let there be equality among us and equal application of the laws. Lord, give your people in our community a spirit of unity as we follow you so that with our one heart and mind we may work together for the good of our city and the glorify your name. Give us your humility, Lord, and let all bearers, walls, and strongholds and divisions that keep us separated from you and one another come down in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: So we're going to invite, if anybody would like to receive prayer, personally, Kara's going to have some people over on this side to do that. If not, it's food time, and it's also some games downstairs. So there's some ping pong and stuff like that. Food in the middle, we'd love it. We have 115 different adult orders. Go take them all, please. Happy Easter, everyone.
1: Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at RiverCitySmyrna.com.